0: hello everyone and welcome to end the no 360 show hosted by me annette the warm-hearted warrior diva this show gives you insights on the journey of high achieving business owners and music artists who share with our audience the importance of building a strong community of like-minded individuals on the road to greater success today's show it's a collaboration between nno 360 and Poppy Dizzy. Poppy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> well, I kind of like jumped the gun there. Um, Poppy Dizzy is an up-and-coming artist from the DMV, whoop, woo, woo. DC, yes. Maryland, Virginia. For those that don't know, I'm in the DMV as well, in the yeah. VA. <laughs> uh, yeah. He is... Known as the musical maestro, Poppy Dizzy's music is influenced by R&B, soul, blues, jazz, gospel, and hip-hop. He is well-versed in wordplay, who isn't? And rhyming and songwriting. Okay. And check out his latest EP, time will tell it was released in june 23rd of 2023 welcome poppy dizzy Yay! thank you thank you
1: thank you for having me <laughs>
0: so are you ready for the question sir oh of course okay let's get this party started uh who or what inspired you to start a career in the music industry
1: uh, I mean, for me, I could thumb it down to a lot of people, but the number one person, I guess, that made me, like, want to do anything in music has to be Michael Jackson. Oh. Okay. And I say, I say Michael Jackson because when I was growing up, of course, I've heard, you know, a lot of different music, but the one that gravitated me, grabbed my attention, definitely from the jump and the first that I can remember from then was definitely Michael Jackson. So I know. As I got older and continued to listen um, to Michael Jackson, you know, viewed all his, you know, albums, his singles and everything. It's just like it's just something with him that's gravitating with his music that made me like want to do music, too, because I'm like, well, damn, he has a he has a special talent and stuff like that, too. And I'm just, you know, at this point, you know, discovering mine. So I was like, hell, why not do the same thing?
0: (laughs) Right, right okay was it billy jean that got your attention
1: <laughs> it was billy jean it was thriller but the number one that got me was human nature
0: okay human nature oh i like mm-hmm. that oh, okay So well, look nature, at you oh yeah shout out to mj may he rest in peace um the goat yeah you know i really the moonwalk was what got me it was, it was his voice, but I think what really attracted me was the moonwalk.
1: Yeah. yeah. I used to imitate that, too. <laughs> I don't know how to do it, but know how to do it a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, you can do it if you like.
1: <laughs> you're,
0: you're like, uh-uh, not right now.
1: <laughs> that's what I am about to say.
0: That, that's okay. We can get you off stage, you know, and get you to do the moonwalk. Don't worry. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh, or you can do it in person when you go to a show. Oh, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: can you recall the exact moment that you knew you wanted to pursue this career path?
1: Yeah, so in addition, you know, to growing up here in music, I noticed that there were a few artists, you know, be it Michael Jackson, be it Keith Sweat, you know, and or Vicky um, Smalls and stuff. When they have, you know, you know, when the music is playing and they have those little pauses where though no, there's no, you know, words, but there's just the music playing. It's just the beat. So I used to make my own lyrics to the beats and make them be on point. So as I noticed that that kept happening more and more with different songs that came on, be it an R&B song, be it a rap song, be it a mixture of both. The more that it happened, the more that I was like, maybe I want to do music because if this is all that i feel like that i want to do and i keep on doing it continuously and it's uh-huh. even when i don't feel like that i'm gonna do it it just randomly happens i'm like maybe this is something that i want to do so i think it was that moment that made me know that i eventually was going to do music oh,
0: okay so what is it biggie Smalls is the a-list is that when it <laughs> when you first heard that you're like
1: yeah yeah this is it yeah it was the unbelievable from uh, ready to die
0: okay okay Mm -hmm. cool so what challenges have you faced during your journey in becoming this music artist
1: i'd say probably the number one thing is trying to i guess trying to navigate away from what everybody else talks about because if you listen to the current landscape of you know music be it rap or anything everybody's talking about the same thing everybody's right. talking about beefing everybody's talking about dying you don't really hear anybody talking about succeeding you don't really hear about anybody talking about growing from that you know that right. mindset it's okay to come from those type of backgrounds it's okay to you know grow up how you do but it gets to a point where you grow up that it's like how long are you going to be in that mindset are you going to continue to be you know hampered down by that or are you going to change that mindset mm-hmm. you're going to change your narrative on that so I guess trying to convince people you know and you know the public that you evolve from that and change from that has to be one of the most difficult things because if you again you look at it there's real there's still real rap that's still around but it gets overshadowed by all the you know the mumbling that goes on all the killing and everything it gets watered down so it's like people don't take you serious because they don't want to see you know growth they don't think that growth exists within artists and stuff like that and it does it really does
0: Yes, definitely. It's a uh, music is what unites everyone. It's mm-hmm. it's magic.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's
0: why I love it.
1: So, yeah.
0: how have you persevered despite these challenges?
1: So, with me, I guess I just got to the point where it's just like I ain't gonna keep trying to, you know convinced that i'm not the same person and stuff it's just gonna go through my music that you'll understand because you can listen to one project and then listen to a new project and you're gonna be like the messages that you were saying in this one you're not saying it in this one how you were in this one you're not in you know that mindset no more you're not stuck in those ways so it's like you learn from this past one to your new one so it showed how much you truly have grown so i i just got to a point where it's just like okay I ain't going to talk, you know, too much about how I've grown. I just rather show you with the music. And that's huh. I, I let I let the music be the teacher.
0: I love it. I love it. I like that music be the teacher. Yes, mm-hmm. should be should you should trademark that um, <laughs> <laughs> if it's not already taken. <laughs> what is your best collaboration?
1: <sighs> that's 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 a little difficult, but um. I say my my favorite. I got a couple, but one with my brother that passed away um, about four years back. Sorry, there's there's also a few with my sister, and then a few with my cousin. Um, mm-hmm. My cousin Pone. That's like my um, my favorite ones. So probably oh, with my okay. brother, my sister, and then my cousins. Yeah.
0: Oh wow. My condol mm-hmm. my condolences mm-hmm. to you and your family.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Um, name three artists that you would open up a show for.
1: Drake's definitely one of them. Okay. Hmm. Who else could I say? Uh, J. Cole's definitely one of them too. And then, if I gotta go back in time, if I want to go back in time, it has to be probably for probably Biggie or Tupac.
0: Okay, I dig it.
1: Yeah, def, def, <laughs> definitely, definitely one of them too. if okay. not both. Uh,
0: yeah, I, w- I would love to see that.
1: Definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they have the holograms these days, where you could uh, mm-hmm. do something like that.
1: And um, AI too.
0: Uh huh. I know. Sometimes it's kind of eerie, but I hey, yeah. Whatever, whatever works, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, could you tell the audience who is Poppy Dizzy?
1: I guess I'm just a person just talking about my life from you know through my lens. I ain't, you know I'm not picture perfect by any means. And I don't strive to be perfect because there's no such thing as, you know, being perfect. You can only be you. Who I am now versus who I was 10 years ago ain't even the same person. You know, I didn't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, I grew up the best. I grew up in the best, you know, environments and the best households, et cetera, et cetera, because I didn't. However, throughout all that, you know, it made me, you know, become who I am today. I didn't, I didn't let myself get caught up, you know, in, you know, in, street light, jail and prison, et cetera, et cetera. And my job, I've already been through that phase, but I was just smart enough to get out before it was too late.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I had a lot of humbling experiences. I had a lot of life-changing experiences. But if there's one thing that made me, you know, change who I am, when I hit my mid-20s, probably having my kids. Aww. So I'd say with my, because um, my son, he's five, I know with him, when I found out he was, you know, that I was going to have a child, I didn't know the gender of it yet, but I knew, you know, once I was going to, you know, have a kid that I was going to have to change. I couldn't be, you know, at the same way that I was, because I was at a a crossroads at the time, you know, with life, because I was like, okay, do I want to change, or do I just want to continue being a knucklehead? Do I want to keep on getting in trouble? Do I want to keep spending all this time being in jail and or prison? It's like... I don't, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. So I guess, you know, just having, you know, knowing I was about to have a kid changed me, you know, for the better. My son, he, and this is just me, I know him. He just taught me the meaning of responsibilities for the most part. And my daughter, Lord, she didn't taught me the the emotional side of things. I guess my daughter made me tune into my emotions a lot more. But of course that comes with, you know, females and stuff like that. So, they, they, they were why, you know, I decided to change my ways because I had to raise them. You know, it wasn't to a point where it's like, I'm gonna keep on doing the same thing knowing that I got kids out here and then they can grow up wondering where I'm at and, you know, what I'm doing and why don't, you know, why I'm not around or anything. So I didn't want them to go through that. I didn't want them to have to deal with anything that I dealt with, you know, growing up or even the things that I saw. So it's just like, I just put it in my head that you know i i I gotta change i gotta do you know what i'm supposed to for my kids so they that's what made me you know change and be who i am today oh that's
0: so sweet
1: wow
0: (laughs) how old is your daughter
1: she'll be four next month
0: oh wow
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: that's so sweet yeah they definitely will teach you patience (laughs) at least that's, that's what i've learned
1: Yes, that is true, too. <laughs>
0: oh, man. And I'm like, was I like that as a kid? Yeah, it's That's really interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're so cute. Um, So do you read music uh, or play an instrument? And if you do, please elaborate.
1: I just read it. So pretty much, you know, I'll type it in my notes. I ain't, I haven't used, uh, you know, I haven't wrote anything on a notepad in God knows how long because, you know, everything, we're on the notepads with our phones and stuff. So that that's the writing right there. So I just, you know, I write. But before I write and stuff like that, one thing I like to do when I'm crafting projects, be it EPs, be it albums and stuff and my notes, I literally will put down notes of everything that I want to, you know, talk about every topic I want to, you know, speak on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Then I'll go beat searching and stuff, and I can hear some fire beats and be like, "All right, cool, I'ma write to this." But then I'll hear something else and be like, "Well, damn, maybe I want to write to this, or I can pin this down." Here's a beat and like I like this beat, but then I hear a better beat to something I already wrote, and I'm like, "All right, let me just switch it around." But my writing process is that I hear the beats and I don't just you know let the beat play while I'm writing. I literally will write a line, two lines, whatever have you, and then restart the beat. And then keep it going like that because I don't, you know, I don't just write it fully, you know, right then and there. I like to have it every beat right on point. So every time the snare, you know what I'm saying, hits, every time the beat switches, transitions, I want the lyrics to be right on point with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't just flat out just, you know, write it because the beat's playing. No. I'm going to write my lines to it, then I'm going to reverse it, make sure that it lines up with it, and then I'm going to continue writing and repeat that same, you know, pattern. And that's that's how, I, you know, write and craft things, and that's what's given me the success to, you know, craft projects the way that I do.
0: Okay. And uh, have you ever played an instrument, or are you... Uh,
1: I know, and what was that? Fourth grade, probably, I uh, played the clarinet. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. <laughs>
1: that's, about, that's about it.
0: Hey, I used to play the clarinet. I think they kind of start everyone on a clarinet.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, that's the default, right? Or the flute yeah. the flutophone.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, okay, interesting. And do you like the virtual or in-person platform and why?
1: i like both but probably more so in person because you know in person you can see the emotion rolling off of somebody's face you can hear the you know the raw passion that comes out of the body once somebody you know is in front of you so you you're not just meeting the person behind you know i'm saying the mic you're actually meeting the actual real person so when the music's all off the mics off and stuff like that you're talking to the real person there so you'll get to know that person and it's like. You're a different person completely from the music, and that's expected. You know, so that's why I prefer it that way.
0: Oh yeah, so the the voice might sound uh, glorious, but then the personality might suck.
1: Yeah, (laughs) because there's been been those instances. Yep.
0: (laughs) Oh boy, that is too funny. That's true, though. You know, like it is. I think some people treat it as a a business, right? Like you're on stage, you're performing, it's a business, but behind closed doors, it's totally different.
1: Yeah, you're a whole different person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, could be a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So think back to a situation, right? When it was difficult to meet a project deadline, what did you learn from that experience?
1: Well, if we being honest, I haven't ever, you know, gotten to a time where I couldn't meet a deadline for a project because me, I'm I'm a calculative person. So it's like when I craft, you know, projects and stuff like that, I always set them, you know, months out apart. So when I write them I always aim to be finished with them between two weeks and a month before now if I finish it on the direct deadline that I set for myself let's say I set something for the 28th and I finish it on the 28th I'll be cool with it but in a sense a bigger sense I'm actually going to be upset because I'm going to feel like that you know I was lazy because it's like I could have finished this if I committed myself to it you know Mm -hmm. to finish two weeks prior a month prior to it and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so I haven't I haven't gotten to an instance where I haven't been able to meet a, a deadline with a you know, a project because I'm, I'm calculative with it. I like to have things done that way. For example, what I always do when I drop projects, when I drop EPs, albums and stuff like that, the second I'm finished the writing session, for, for example, the time will tell, um, you know, these sessions, the second I was finished with them, I started writing my second album. Like wow. that's just literally me I already know. Cause I already have my vision of, what I, you know, what I want to do next and where, you know, I want to go with direction that I'm headed towards musically next. So I already have it in my head, what I want to do, you know, writing doesn't stop with me. You know, I use life as everyday as writing fuel. So if I get mad, let's say, for example, my manager pissed me off, I go write about it. If my mom pissed me off, my brother pissed me off, if anybody pissed me off, I write about it. If I'm upset, I'm having anxiety or anything, I write about it.
0: I love it. And then... You can take that uh writing and turn it into music
1: to mm-hmm. use that energy somewhere else yep
0: <laughs> and like oh thank you thank you for getting me upset because now look at all all the millions of uh you know views that it's getting
1: <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> or whatever
1: <laughs> exactly right there
0: so Share an experience illustrating how your communication style makes you an effective artist.
1: So damn near every day when I'm at work, because I, you know, um, people come into the store damn near every single day. Of course, part of being, you know, a manager, of course, everybody's going to ask you questions. Everybody's going to want, you know, a lot of different things. So when I communicate with people, it's always, you have a very, radio-like voice you have a deep baritone of a voice do you do music because you got a you got a strong uh ambience with your voice it's like it's made to gravitate people you know you can inspire people with your voice and when people say it to me you know it it, it does make me laugh because i do get it all the time like you have a real radio voice and stuff like that I, I i know <laughs> so it makes me laugh but i i think it puts more into perspective for me one of the reasons why i like to do music because what people tell me is exactly what it is that i aim to do with music is to inspire is to gravitate you you know what i'm saying the, the word of mouth is powerful so if i'm able to grab you with my voice and i'm just talking to you having a normal conversation then who knows what my music could do for you you know so that's right. where that comes from
0: yeah, I totally agree. You do have a radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the bird behind you says the same thing. They agree, too.
1: <laughs> was, I just caught that, too. It's
0: <laughs> too funny. Uh, so how do you stay motivated uh, in producing new inspiring music?
1: Pretty much by life. I mean, of course, I listen to everything that's out right now and stuff like that, so i listen to new music, i listen to old music, and then I have my own drive to it because it's just like, okay, I see where the current, you know what I'm saying, music is, I see what the landscape is. So I guess with me, when I hear all my projects and stuff like that, and then I see how I am as a person that's growing, it's just like, it just motivates me to, you know, continue to crank out, you know, more amusing stuff, be it my own personal struggles in life and or like me telling it from the lens of somebody else but i use that as fuel to you know keep that hunger there i'm just not a person that's like okay well i can drop back to back to back because if i wanted to i could drop back to back to back to back just by how quickly i can write and i'm able to craft out things Mm -hmm. and I, i challenge myself on that Last year, for example, I challenged myself to see how quick I can put out projects. And I put out three projects in a nine-month span. I had my first album come out last March. Then I put out a mixtape that July. Then I put out another mixtape in December. So in a nine-month span, you know, I put out three, you know, projects. So I was like, again, if I want to drop just like that back to back to back, I can. But I take that quality over quantity approach. When it comes to music, because there's there's a lot of artists out here and it doesn't matter. They can have 200, 300 songs, mixtapes, whatever. But then you got that one person that has like three to four solid albums and the sounds are real cohesive and introspective. And they will blow that person who has 100, 200 singles, albums out because the person that has, you know, 100, 200 singles, albums, whatever, they're repetitive. The person who's putting out three to four albums, that cohesive, introspective sound, they're growing. So every time you hear their project, you hear that first one, then you hear that second one, you can tell how much they've grown. Then you hear the ones after that. And it's like, this person really grows with each project. They like to, you know, artistically challenge their stuff. So it's like, I tend to take that approach when it comes to music, you know, that, 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 that helps me stay on top of my game when it comes to a lot of things. So that's what motivates me.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely can hear it through your music. It's it's not one, um, it's not like one way, if that makes sense. You have yep. various types mm-hmm. of music, like yep. su- Summer's End, Reflections. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was another one, I can't remember the, the song, but, it, it was talking about a relationship. I think. Forget. I think that's like, the, I think that's the, the theme for all the artists.
1: Yeah, forgive and forget.
0: <laughs> yeah, some type of relationship that happened.
1: Yep, forgive and forget definitely. <laughs>
0: oh, that is too funny. Yep, yeah, love it, love it. And what is the first thing that you listen for in a new recording?
1: So, I mean, with me, my number one thing is to make sure that I don't sound the same as I did in another project. So if I put out a mixtape and now I'm either crafting another mixtape and or another album, I got to listen back to the last one that I put out to make sure that the bars aren't the same, the flow, the delivery, you know, the um, you know, the cadence, the rhyme pattern and scheme. I got to make sure that they're not the same because I'm going to feel like, no, you can do better than that because. A lot of time has gone by for you to, you know, perfect your craft even more. So it's like I can't put out the same type of repetitive type of music because then it's going to make me feel a sort of type of way. Because I'm going to feel like, well, I didn't grow because I'm still sounding the same here. I I sound uninspired. I sound bored. You know, I sound the same on this project as I did with that project. So if I sound like that on this project, just like the last, we got a problem. Hmm.
0: Do you sometimes think back to as to what, uh, why you started utilizing that beat and um, that flow? And then why maybe you think it's repetitive for the second album? Maybe were you going through like a certain situation, kind of similar or just curious? Yeah,
1: Yeah, so I look at it, I, I do base it off of situations and then what has happened. However, you know, I got to I got to look at it, you know, from where I'm listening back then and then I'm mm-hmm. listening to what I'm currently crafting. So if I already, you know, if I already wrote three, four or five songs off my last project, I'm going to listen to the first four or five songs and see within the new ones that I wrote, is there any similarities in between the two? Is anything the same? And if I don't find, you know, that anything's the same or I, I feel like everything's different and stuff then I'm going to go forward with it. However, if I do hear similarities or I do hear the same type of message and stuff like that, I'm not going to put it out.
0: Okay. Shout out to Skywalker Boxing. (laughs) He's just joined us. Thank you, sir. Um, Yeah, that's so true because like, for instance, right, you have like a go-to cologne or fragrance that it it just resonates with you. And so, or like that beat, right? That special beat that we have and and it's di- it's sometimes difficult to pull away from that and try a different kind of cologne or I, I I'm tying it to cologne or perfumes because I've been on this uh perfume fragrance tip lately.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. Listen, I, I have a big um like a you know the little small but you know like medium sized uh you know clothes basket. I have nothing but oils and colognes in there you know i i have enough colognes for probably the next three to four years if we're being honest but i have a lot of go-to's between my armani you know my why but i think my favorite one has to be the kenneth cole mankind one because it's just that one just does something to me when i wear Uh-oh. it like... <laughs> the, i like that one kenneth
0: cole would you say mankind what my... <laughs> Okay, I need
1: to go check that out right quick. Yeah, yeah that, that one smells great. So i like, yeah, I wear this my like, yeah, kid. This the one right here. Okay,
0: okay. That's what's up. Yeah. So what is one important lesson that you've learned in working in the mu- music business?
1: I say the most important that I've learned for the most part, You can't you can't let anybody like try to take your creativity. You can't let anybody tell you that you know, well, maybe you should produce your music this way. Maybe you should do it, you know, that way. Try this and try that because what works for you may not work for me because we're different artists. You know, we we have different lifestyles and stuff. So what works for you may not work for me, just like what works for me may not work for you. So, you can't really worry about, you know, you can't worry about people's opinion, you know, nowadays you can't worry about how people receive things because if you worry about how people receive things, you'll become too, you know, self-aware right. of everything and then eventually you'll be to the point where it's just like, well, maybe I don't want to put this out because what if somebody takes this the wrong way? You know, music is an expression, you know what I'm saying, of yourself. It's an art, but it's a, you know, expression of yourself. So it's just like, you know, you got to do it the way that you want to be open to people, you know, giving you pointers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And be open to the people, you know, that want to be part of your, you know, your writing process, not, 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 you know, not you them ghostwriting for you, but them <laughs> suggesting things for you, you know, meaning like, okay, well, you flow on this beat, try to do something, you know, out of the box, try, a, you know, try to flow differently, try to have more conviction in your voice, when you hit this line or when you hit you know this part of the beat those type of people when it comes to music you need those type of people because those Mm -hmm. are people that want you to succeed now if you got people that's just in a room with you when you're making music and then they're just letting you say anything and they're not giving you you know no expression no pointers or anything you don't need them around because that literally tells you enough right then and there that okay if you can you can make it big today or tomorrow and these people that have been to all your sessions didn't, right. you know, right. didn't applaud you, didn't say, you, damn, you killed it in there, bro, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. They're only just around because you made it, versus the ones who are around you and the ones that do want to see you succeed, and they they're on your ass like, uh-huh. bro, you can do better than this. And I know that you're better than this. Those are the people you want to keep around uh-huh. you, because those uh-huh. the uh-huh. ones that's gonna make sure that you stay on on top of uh-huh. your game. They're the ones who who can outblow any critic out here. They're the main critics right there, but it's good criticism. You know, a lot of people can't take criticism, but you got to take criticism for what it is. You can either use it in a positive way or you can let it affect you and then it be negative.
0: That's so true. That's so true. Shout out to Tay Kelly. Tay Kelly has a live session for artists, music artists. He's for the people and, you know, like people come on and they Play their music and you get like uh, people that actually comment right and yeah. get feedback constructive feedback uh, so that's what, one thing I like about his show but yeah definitely and you know like you said you have your own style just like you have your own colognes your, your own oils mm-hmm. and it smells great on you mm-hmm. but then it might not smell great on another person and um, <laughs> the, like Francis right I went to Ulta Beauty <laughs> little sidebar and uh, I wanted, you know, new perfume. And the lady was like, "Do you like flowery smell? Do you like powdery? You know." Well, she was like, Oh, I think I like this one. I think you like it too." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I did not like. I did not like that baby powder smell. I mean, I like it on my kids when they were babies, but not only." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, that, that most definitely um if you were producing music what would you be doing besides walking in nature
1: (laughs) that well besides being um besides parenting if i wasn't i'd probably be doing something in aerospace technology if we're being honest because i mean like when i was when i was um in middle school in sixth grade i went to a magnet school but it was for aerospace um technology So, I've always been interested in things, you know, with, you know, the earth, the planet, so science, but also between aerospace technology and doing something in, like, history. So, I'll probably be somewhere, be it a teacher at a high school and or a college, but teaching, you know, history, because history, that's my master subject. Uh I got a lot of subjects that I'm, that's my master, but history is my number one master subject. So, that, that, that will probably between those two, between aerospace technology and then teaching about history, those would be where I wanted to go.
0: I can totally see that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, How has the internet and social media influenced your career?
1: I'd say it's influenced it in two ways. Because when I came up, you know, uh-huh. I just had came about into the social media era when myspace you know um facebook instagram all that was just you know becoming new you know right. so when i came up in that era it was still to the point like with um myspace you can still put the music in your uh, your background but and yeah. stuff like that so with that i guess it's changed with me because now it ain't just more so about you know putting the music out anymore nowadays you can people are blowing up off of reels that you see nowadays there's reels there's a little short films that you can put on TikTok and stuff like that so i guess utilizing those tools which are more effective today than they were about 10 years ago definitely could put you in some different grounds and stuff so Social media to me has influenced, you know, my career and, you know, both ways because I came up in it both ways before it was blowing up and then after it's blowing up. So it's influenced it in both ways before the good. Nothing really negative and stuff for the most part. I mean, anything negative, you'll see that just about every day, for example. Drake's new album, for example, there's a lot of people, you know, critiquing it, etc., etc. But if you ask me, that album is great. You just got to sit down and, you know, listen to it and zone in on it. You'll see where, you know what I'm saying, he changed, you know, his music at. Now, Mm -hmm. when he said we'd be getting old Drake back, I know a lot of people were expecting, like, yeah, we're just going to get a Take Care Part 2. No, that's not exactly what he meant (laughs) by that. He meant by there were going to be a lot of songs that made you remember and they're reminiscent of the old drake and when you Mm -hmm. listen to the album there's a lot of songs that are reminiscent of that take care nothing was the same drake so it's just like he he handled the situation the way that i would handle the situation when it comes to a musical project Mm -hmm. you know like if you don't understand the project just say that but you know what it's music to evolve to because you might have your opinion right now But six months from now, a year from now, I bet you you'll change your whole process about it and be like, well, damn, I should have I should have listened to him then when he was like the project was going to be great. Because I was here. I was criticizing it. And as more time has gone by and I've listened to it, it's actually great. It's like, yeah. So that's the ups (laughs) and downs. But that's how social media has influenced me.
0: That's so true. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, we'll be going back to the 90s. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing, like, you know, the baggy jeans and the uh, jerseys and everything. (laughs) I'm just
1: saying. that was was in there.
0: (laughs) The box haircut.
1: The the boom boxes, too.
0: Yep, yep. You know what? Some people actually are, are using the boom box. I see walking around sometimes. Not all the time, but, like, you know.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a classic throwback. You got <laughs> to keep it alive,
0: right? Right. Um, if you could change anything about the music industry, what would it be?
1: Probably the content, for the most part. Uh-huh. Like again, everybody's free to express themselves, but it gets to a point that when you're an artist, and especially as you're growing and you you know get older and older, it gets to a point where. You got to think about what you're putting out. Screw you just putting out something, you know, be it a dish track or anything because you're temporarily pissed off at one person or a group of people. But you got to think about the younger kids, for example. You know, you got to think about what the generation that comes after you, you know, the groundwork laid for them so they don't go through some of the same struggles, you know, that we currently went through. So we're talking about killing and robbing and we're, we're degrading women, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think they're going to talk about? You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing, you know, for the female rappers and stuff too. If you're, if you're promoting this type of thing for these little girls, what do you think that that's going to, you know, do to their mind? They're going to think, well, she said it and she's famous and look how she got successful. And that's going to have them going down the wrong path. And the same thing with us guys, we say things and we influence these young boys minds. And then what are they doing now? Now, they're carrying guns because we said it, you know what I'm saying? They, they think it's all cool because we said it. So we got a bunch of change. We're flexible with money. We got a bunch of women, et cetera, et cetera, because that's what we're currently talking about right. stuff like that. So it gets to a point where it's just like, you got to outgrow that mindset at sometimes because life isn't just, you know, about killing people. It's not just about money. It's not just about women. It's not, it's not all that life consists of. So it's just like, it gets to a point where, You got to change your content up you got to show how much you grew and you got to prove that you've grown as a person because you don't want to be stuck in the same place you were at 18 that you are now at 33 Mm -hmm. because in those 15 years what have you learned you obviously didn't learn anything because you're still sending the same message you're still not setting nobody up you know for success so okay you think of the age of 18 now Not a lot of people are developed at, you know, 18. Not everybody wants to hear all that. Okay, cool. So you don't want to hear this now. Okay, cool. When you get to 28, are you going to want to hear it then? No. Okay, 33, 35. When you get to that, when your mind really starts changing because you're getting older, then you're going to wish that you had changed it then. You're going to wish that you had listened then. By then, it's going to be too late. Only thing you can do from that point is anybody coming up under you, you can guide them and help them not make the same mistakes that you made. Mm-hmm.
0: Just then I was thinking, right? You could be that Renaissance man. Mm-hmm. You can be the Renaissance man to, to start that uh, yep. evolution of music and, and its content. Because I think uh, in ways music, you know, it does evolve. Of course, there's different old, oldies that come into play. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think the message for various music artists don't change, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. It's it's still uh, whatever message that's been put out there and whatever influence that you grew up on, Mm -hmm. I think really, really drives your music content, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm waiting. Look, I'm waiting to hear more classical beats.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) But I'm a a huge classical fan as well. Uh, Where do you find your inspiration?
1: I guess for me, my inspiration is just life. As I look back on it, life is just my biggest inspiration for the most part because I look at it like, okay, I could have been one place for a certain amount of time and then now I'm no longer there. And I think with me, I live by a quote that I've been living by since I was 12 and it goes, this too shall pass. So what I do every year, like, for example, last year when I came back to the, um, to the DMV, because I had gotten divorced, et cetera, et cetera. And I had met my now, you know, I, I I met her actually years ago, but my now fiance, um, when I came back to Merlin, I was, you know, I was, having a little trouble finding a job you know because the job market was different so where i where i used to be before i came back it was easy you know my my background you know with working is real diverse and my resume is long long so it's like i was i was having a little trouble finding a job etc i used to stress mm-hmm. like hell trying to find a job mind you mm-hmm. you know i got kids and stuff to take care of and stuff like that so it's like you know I finally found a job, the job that I met um, now, Mm -hmm. but I was having trouble before then just trying to find a job, just trying to land a job, et cetera, et cetera. But from that moment, once I started working, I literally said to myself, a year from now, I'm not going to be in the same situation that I'm in. And -hmm. literally a year from now, I'm not in that same situation. I'm at the same job. However, I'm at a new location. I moved up to manager and I basically went up five dollars in my pay. So where I was, I'm no longer at. So I tend to use that, you know, every year that goes by around the August, September mark, I use that as a reflection period. Oh. Anything wrong that's going on in life at that moment, I literally got to say to myself, a year from now, okay. you won't be here. And what you're feeling right now, it won't even matter. And then I just oh. let the rest do itself. It's, it's it's manna, you know, manifestations when it comes yeah. to that. So I manifest not being in the same situations, not being around the same people, hmm. you know. Not, I didn't, I didn't literally stop talking to a lot of people that you know that I was close with, be it family, friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm, I'm a loner, and I'm cool with you know being a loner for the most part because at least I don't got to worry about you know being put in anything and stuff. But somehow, some way, people are always gonna have my name in their mouth, <laughs> and I'm always living in somebody's head. Rent free, but instead of giving it attention and going off on them Mm -hmm. and doing the most, I'm like, you know what, I ain't gonna do it. But you know what, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get my bars off about you. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna have my own therapy about the situation. Yes, write about it. You know, however it comes out when I write it, that's just gonna be that. But the second that I put it on wax and I put it out there, it's dead from there. After that, there ain't nothing else that you know that I want to do. You ain't gotta worry about me going on you again. You don't got to worry about me tearing you a new one because I already did that. I'm not going to waste time going back to back with that. From that point, I'm going to let God deal with you. That's all I looking
0: at it. I, I totally agree. Um, and whatever you put attention and energy into is the mm-hmm. result. Is what you get back in return. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whatever you put out in the universe, you get sometimes 10, 20 folds, depending on what yeah. it is. So <laughs> words are powerful
1: yes they are
0: <laughs> and, and um what you just said there that's a method it's a methodology of uh therapy
1: mm-hmm. by
0: the way like therapists i mean hey you know i think a lot of people should go see a therapist i don't see any i don't understand why it's taboo sometimes but um you know a therapist would told me once that like writing something down and put it in a box or or a drawer somewhere is is you're downloading that information from your brain right and and because it's trauma if you think about it yeah everything that you stored up there since um you were born is trauma trauma uh, you know built up and if you don't release it some way somehow then it, it stays bottled up and there's no telling what the outcome could be right exactly until you actually release it like you said and through your beats to your lyrics mm-hmm. so <laughs> to your music basically mm-hmm. so i love that I-, I love that um what was the best advice ever given to you
1: Hmm. i guess um it goes something like you never uh, you never let your uh right hand up with your left hand up to and or vice versa but i was given that by my grandmother and then i know my mom damn near says it every chance she gets to let me know that but my grandmother used to say that a lot growing up and both of them my mom's mom and my dad's mom will both say that so i tend to you know i tend to apply that to you know my everyday life that and the best advice is not taking advice and i've heard i've heard that a lot too but also be open to you know knowledge and wisdom so with me when i was young you know of course i had you know the younger people in my age range and stuff that i'd be cool with and stuff like that but i always ran with the older people because Mm. the older people you know they give you wisdom they give you knowledge once you listen if you're open to listening because if you think about a lot of these younger people they don't give a damn to listen to older people talking to them because all they look at it is it's like, well, you're trying to tell me what to do. Or you're trying to be my parent. No, I'm actually not trying to be your parent. I'm actually trying to give you some knowledge so you don't screw up your life because I can see the path that you're going on. And do you know why I can see the path that you're on? Because I was on that same path too. Yeah. So instead of not listening, instead of being defiant and not trying to hear what somebody has to say, how about you be open and listening? So I mean, with me, I've always gravitated, you know, towards older people because they have a lot of, you know, knowledge and wisdom because they've been through it. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm they they've they've been through the most, you know, crucial things and stuff. And if you're able to realize that I'm, you know, on a path or I got a pattern of things that I'm doing that you used to do and you care enough to give me wisdom and put me on game, Mm -hmm. how to get away from that. I respect you 100 percent because Not a lot of people nowadays care to touch youth. They don't care to touch the younger people anymore. They just rather let them, you know, self-destruct and let them deal with their own things like, oh, well, I don't give a damn and stuff. But the people that do, you know, stick around to, you know, help these, you know, young boys and even me when I was young, the older ones that helped me and stuff like that. I definitely, you know, I definitely appreciate that because I approach that, you know. I approached that the way that I that I did. And I mean, it, it made me start doing that, you know, to the younger generation and see with me, I, I'm good enough to have gravitated, you know, to a lot of younger ones, but also a lot of older people. So where I am and stuff like that, I do have mm-hmm. a lot of respect from the younger generation, but also the older generation, mm-hmm. too, you know, because I was able to have that, you know, to blend with blending with both of them and stuff like that. I'm not going to sit here and tell the young, you know, the young ones like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. But I am going to tell you that you do have a choice with everything that you do. So yeah. you can go about it the good way or you can go about it the bad way. But just know with the bad way. Once you make that decision, there's no coming back from it. You can't go back on it no. once you already have your mind set on it. Yeah, so I can be here for you. You know, what I'm saying be it as I can be here as a big brother. I can be okay. here as an OG to you. But I'm not mm-hmm. going to sit here and sun you. I'm not going to pat you on your ass like I'm your parent because I already have kids. So, but <laughs> right, I will, right. you know, I will give you some guidance because what you're doing, I've already done and I've been through. And it's mm-hmm. not a path that you want to go down and it only gets worse as you get yeah. older. So it's you got to think of it. Do you want to spend the rest of your life in prison? Do you want to die or do you want to actually be alive? and you want to enjoy life. It's all a choice. So that choice lies with you at the end of the day.
0: So true, Um, copy out to that, you know, not, I I would say, yes, there are a lot of um, older people that are wise, but Mm -hmm. there's also a lot of older people that aren't wise. Are still young.
1: (laughs) They're still young, too. It's like,
0: like, okay, you're 50, 60, 78, you know, like, and you're still doing the same thing, or you still have the yep. same grudge. Um, there's no evolution to it, you know. Sometimes I—I I mean, I can see from your perspective and your character that you were—you had to grow up fast, and and you have that uh, resiliency about you, right? And it, it just—it's just really interesting. It's just really interesting so i live vicariously through my kids as well like my oldest son he's sometimes i ask him are you my dad (laughs) because he's like an old man right old soul or something he's like yeah sometimes he'll say mom you act like a a teenager sometimes and i'm like well you know uh sometimes because i you know i didn't really have a, a childhood growing up so Yes. I, it's one of those things where I'm still a kid with my kids, yeah. um, and it, it's just funny. But anyway,
1: I no, I get I, I get it because my son says things to me that blow me out of the water. Because it's just like, who's the parent here? <laughs> like, because you're talking you're talking to me like like you're giving me a pep talk, and then my daughter, she, her being sassy, doesn't help the case whatsoever because she's like that that one teacher that's always oh, yes. on your ass she wants you to do good but she's on your ass like a little old lady so it's oh, like yeah. <laughs> who's the parent here but right. I, but, I, but i i i i love it and i endure because it's just like well that lets me know that you pick up those traits from me so i'm cool right. with that it's funny but i admire it.
0: yeah so true i can keep going on and on about it um uh, Thank you for joining uh, Angel Diaz uh, and also Skywalker Boxing and also um, Savage D1000 is on here too. So yes, what's, what's next for Poppy Dizzy and what message would you like to give your fans and up and coming artists?
1: So for my fans, my number one thing is I definitely appreciate You know appreciate every single one of you for continuing you know to be here to listen to me to grow with me and everything because i wouldn't you know continue doing this if i didn't have you know all you guys support so i definitely appreciate that you know and you know i'm going to continue to do my thing and i'm only going to continue to get better and better for the up-and-coming artists i would literally just tell you guys to be yourself don't try to be somebody you're not don't think you gotta slide in somebody else's lane to be you know better than who you are because only you know only you can better yourself you don't have to compete and you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself and Mm -hmm. that's also one of the words that um drake used that in tuscan leather you know he said you don't have to prove shit to no one except yourself Mm -hmm. you know and I would apply that and I would tell that to, you know, the up and coming artists. What's next for me? Well, I'm currently writing my second album and stuff. I'm probably about five songs deep. I actually just finished the fifth one yesterday. I am going to go to the studio on Sunday um, to, you know, start getting that down. Now, I would, I'm going to say it's probably going to be somewhere between 12, 14 songs I didn't really have to start, you know, writing it until next month, but I do plan to, you know, put it out probably February, Marchish, you know, but between now and let's just say I go for March to put it out, mm-hmm. between now and the first month of, I mean the first, you know, week of March, there's no telling, you know, how many songs that I'm I'm going to write because from my last four projects my first album Mm -hmm. the um recovery mode then to Mm whom this may concern which is a tape left for dead which is a tape and time Mm -hmm. will tell which is also a tape i always have extra songs left over so i'm probably sitting on probably about two albums worth of songs in between my first album and then my recent release so and then with this one you know i'm probably going to have a lot of um you know, songs that are left over, too, because I'm probably going to write probably about 25 of them. So probably about 20 more songs. But then wow. again, I I still do have music in my file from 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, up to currently now. So it's just like, if I wanted to, <laughs> I could literally flood with music, and it's just like, it would throw people off because they'll be like, well, damn, you sounded like this at 18 and 19. Now I hear you at 28. You can literally hear your growth with every passing song, every project. And it's just like, you know that this was meant for you to do, because if this wasn't meant for you, you wouldn't continue to commit yourself. You wouldn't have right. perfected your skills. You wouldn't have taken all this time, be it when you write at night or day, you wouldn't take weeks months or years continuing to write mm-hmm. so the fact that you continue to do that this is definitely for you so yeah that's what's next for me
0: most definitely well i'm excited to hear the latest uh, album coming out and uh we definitely have to come back on here yeah. another time to talk about it most definitely. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably the Taurus in you because, you know, my daughter, yeah. she's like squared away. She's, she's the yes. one that's reminding me about, hey, mom, there's a <laughs> there's a conference or there's, you know, I have this exam. <laughs> I'm yep. Like,
1: that's like, that bull. <laughs>
0: like, okay. Okay, honey. I, I got you. Well, make sure to subscribe, like, and comment to view all the episodes of End the Note 360 on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I will go ahead and create a reel for this feed, which is currently live on um, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. Please don't forget to purchase your tickets or donate to the Unity for Social Justice party and concert. The concert will be held on October 14th and 15th from 9 p.m. to 2 a.m., um, at 2889 West Olympic Boulevard, Los Angeles, California. Let's free Master Yo. Master Yo. Yeah. All right. This has been a broadcast of showing love full circle between nno 360 and Poppy Dizzy. Yes. Yay.
1: Thank you. <laughs> hold,
0: hold tight, sir. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining. Oh, looks like Little Red just came on. Thank you, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. Looks like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Salute.
1: Yes.